Hey Nomads, welcome to episode 11 of the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. This is the podcast where we travel across all the cool worlds from Star Wars to Super Mario Brothers to King Kong to all those awesome indie games that we were talking about last week. King Kong. I'd love to talk about King Kong. <laughs> we should. Uh, I have I have Ooh. nothing against that. Um, Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. I need to get back into those new ones. <laughs> are, well, yeah. I don't, uh, the new ones? What are you talking about? Well, the new Godzilla movies and the new you got Kong Skull movies. Island and oh, the Godzilla yeah. versus Kong. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. I Sorry. love uh, Skull Island. No, no. I, I love I love that movie. Um, yeah. But anyways... My name is Brandon. I'm the host of the show, and I'm also here with the two other voices. Uh, all right, Eric, say hello. This week, I have a glorious purpose. Oh. <laughs> Dave? Uh, hello, variants. Var- which variant am I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, a, good, it's I, a little good lead-in. Uh, we are talking about Loki. The podcast and, variant. Uh, I came prepared with an opening this week. I, I appreciate it. I <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we just all finished watching the last episode of the first season of Loki and like just finished it like within the last half hour for me. And I think you guys maybe in the last hour. So it's super fresh. Uh, so we're going to get into that. Uh, but real quick, let's just catch up on what we've been doing since the last episode. So Dave, what have you, what's going on over there? Uh, watched a bit of Loki this week. Um, kind of been... Keeping it low key, I guess. Ooh, <laughs> hey. Well, I, like I didn't even mean to do that. Damn, I like it. That was good. No, I played a little bit of seventy six this week. Um, Brandon jumped into seventy six. I was going to say eh? he downplayed that. I I said even on like one of the episodes, I was like, I'll I'll get it back into it. And yeah, it was it was cool. I only played it that one time. Um, I did forgot we did. I did pop in and see ya. Yeah, no, it was cool. Um, I want to go back so. Yeah, let's do this. That's it. What about you, Eric? What do you got? What do you got going on? Still, still playing some of the ghost. Some what? Oh, go- ghost. No, I haven't. I didn't play any ghosts last week. I don't think. Uh, I played a couple indie games coming off our indie episode. Um, I was still playing Into the Breach after last episode. Uh, I completed another run in that game. Still great. Um, if you want to hear me rant about it and rave about it, go listen to our uh, indie episode from last week because it's pretty great. I I love that game. Uh, the other indie game I was playing was a little game called Carry On. Um, I was talking to you guys a little bit about it. This it's on Game Pass. Um, but if you don't know what it is, I think it came out a couple years ago. Um, but basically you play as the uh instead of you know whatever <laughs> it's kind of a switched roles here you're playing yeah. as a monster the monster in like the horror movie instead of the uh the victim um which is pretty cool uh you're basically just this huge massive like red tentacles monster thing i don't even know yeah. how to describe it's like the it blob. it's insane yeah you know, it's, it's like a, the, it's a horror story monster. yeah you're yeah. the blob or something yeah, like blobby that. yeah but yeah basically yeah and so you're just kind of going around this lab, uh, killing all these scientists, all that good stuff. I mean, it's like a side-scrolling, like 2D perspective. Sweet um, animation, beautiful pixel art. Like it's insane how like how well animated the like the monster moves. Because like 
has so many different tentacles and that's that's how you navigate like you can pretty much go any direction like and like if you, your tentacles attached to like the ceiling you'll attach to the ceiling um you know you can move left right up down whatever direction you want your basic controls you have an attack um you can attack the scientists you get upgrades along the way to upgrade your abilities so you, you know you eventually get like different like cloaking abilities or you know a stronger attack um and a lot of those abilities unlock different areas so it's got a little bit of that metroidvania type stuff it does um, like yeah be a, they'll I, be I like, like that's that what got me yeah. though doesn't metroidvanias have a map okay i was thinking about this that's one thing that we were saying uh, yeah we were discussing this over the, in the discord a little bit i the one criticism i i did have was the map but um I can see, I mean, I don't know the developer's intent, but from my guess, it would be like, okay, you're a monster. You, you know, you don't have a map. You're just kind of, I mean, you're not really mindless, but like in, if, you know, That's true. in reality, if you're just this crazy monster, you wouldn't have like an actual map on you. So you're just kind of navigating by instinct. Um, and you have to kind of remember where you, there's something to be said about and where you've been in general. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't knock it, dude. I think that game is great. Whatever. I think it's they purposely did that. I whatever. Oh yeah, I I never had any problems navigating. Really, like I I feel like the levels are kind of um, streamlined enough. Like it's it's not so much Metroidvania where you need a map. Like there's a tiny bit of backtracking, but it's more linear than it feels. Um, like it kind of leads you where you need to go. Uh, like, so when you get a new power up, you'll know like, okay, you can break these wooden barriers now. Oh, I saw an area over here with a wooden barrier. And it's not like, it's not like it's all the way at the beginning of the game where you're going back, you know, backtracking super far back. It's usually like in the same area where you get the new, uh, power up, but yeah, I'm really enjoying that game. Um, did you beat it yet? Yeah. I'm like, I'm really close to the end. I think I'm, it's. It's not a long game. No, it's like a four hour game. I think I'm like three and a half, three, three and a half hours in. So I'm pretty close to the end. I think my monster is like fully upgraded uh, by now. There's like three different phases, um, which each each phase comes with different power ups. And it's cool because there are areas where you can like deposit your biomass um, and that downgrades your <laughs> abilities. Uh, but you need sometimes you do need to downgrade yourself to solve certain puzzles, um, which I thought was really cool. Uh, that, yeah, that was that's one spot I got stuck where like you can only fit through a certain thing and you got to get through. Uh, you know, flip a switch here and then go pick up your biomass and go around the other way to get through the door because it can't get through there with a the little shit like that. Some of the yeah, some of the puzzles were tricky. Cool. Tricky. I got I did have an, another gripe with this game. I got stuck on one part for a, a little bit. Um, because in, you get a later ability where you can like possess people. Um, so you can, uh, whatever, press Y and you can stick one of your little tentacles out and, uh, take over someone's body and walk around with them. You can take over like a soldier and shoot everyone in the room with your gun. But what I didn't know is that you can take over, I thought you could only take over like living people, but you can take over dead bodies too. And I didn't know that. Oh. And it's weird because the regular like scientists that aren't the soldiers, you can like eat them and rip them in half and like their bodies will like disintegrate. Um, but the soldiers, if you kill them, you can't eat them. 
and they don't like their body stays, you know, where you killed them. So you you can only take over the soldiers that are dead. Um, and I didn't know that. And there was like I killed a soldier and when I got in this room and then I was stuck in a puzzle. But it turns out you had to like take over that guy uh, after you killed him and like flip a switch so you can move on. So I got stuck there for a minute. The game doesn't teach you that you that you can do that. But eventually I figured it out. Um, so it wasn't too huge of a deal. But I was really I was really digging that pro, game. Probably, gonna, pro probably gonna finish it. Yeah, uh, hmm. definitely going to finish that one. I've I was just going through my games on Xbox, uh, some games that I downloaded from Game Pass, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I've had yep. I've had this I've had this sitting on my hard drive for like you know a really long time, like six months, and I'm like, okay, let me Dude, let me just play I this. No, exactly what you're talking about. I know. I that's what I did. Like I um I was telling you guys how I was playing Neon Abyss, and I was like, I think it got added to Game Pass actually not that long ago, but like. When I downloaded, I, I knew there was like some kind of reputation behind it. When I downloaded it, and I was like intending on playing it that day or the next day, and I never did. And it sat around for a little bit, and I'm like, forgot about it. And Game Pass added so many games, so I put it in. And I'm like, this is a blast, and fresh off of Katana Zero, oh, I love it. Yeah, so I don't know. I, yeah, so it's funny how like some of these games, they're just sitting on your your hard drive, and you yeah finally get around the to only- oh, this is so cool. <laughs> Well, the only thing that sucks about that is if you do that, sometimes games leave Game Pass. So, you <gasps> you know, I know you, you're ready to go back and play a game and you, you know, you try to start it up. And I was like, nope, it kicks you to like the Microsoft store to buy it. I'm yep. like, fuck, it's not on Game Pass anymore. It's just sitting on the hard drive, just taking up space. Yep. It drives me crazy. Wish there was a way to to scrape that out. Just put an exclamation that- point, like a notification just to let us know, like, hey, this is expired. <laughs> Not well, anymore. Before I, before I was going to play, or before I played Carry On, I was intending to play a game called Observation. I don't know if you guys have seen that one or heard of that one. But yeah, it was on the game space Pass. one. Yeah. The space one, yeah. Where you, yeah. I really wanted to play that, but I just let it sit on my hard drive for too long. Went to boot it up, and it wasn't available uh, anymore. Eh, so. I don't know. I guess it was kind of cool. I don't know. It, I liked it, and I didn't like it, and I, I, I got bored with it. I think I had more fun with To the Moon more oh that i love that game i gotta finish it yeah i got pretty far yeah i don't know how far i get but i thought it was pretty cool yeah um wait was it to the moon did you say to the moon or deliver me the moon yeah deliver me yeah deliver me deliver me the because those are two different games but deliver me both of those games are incredible but deliver me the moon oh okay Um, oh okay but oh yeah so carry on I recommend it. I'm definitely gonna finish it, um, but I gotta, I gotta get to some. I love of the other that you're that jamming out indie games. Drive. Yeah, no. Yep, I get it. Uh, I forgot. I did forget something that happened this week. Oh yeah, what's that? Is that we we got the, we got the Twitch going? Oh, the Twitch. I did. I did play something. Played a little. This week uh, yeah. Because Hypno Space Outlaw. Because the Nomads of Fantasy are now on Twitch, I'm trying to. Get all these streams set up. I'm gonna like to get a game of the three of us going sometime soon. I tried. I sadly tried to play uh, Dark Alliance by myself while I was bored, and I couldn't find a room. And then I found a, one with some random guy, and he started. And we immediately got slaughtered, and I quit. So that game's that game's already tough. Kind of tough sad. to find uh, rooms now. I guess the I know attach so rate on sad, that wasn't but- great. Hypnospace is super good. That's a, a we'll just put a shout out. Indie game we, where we it's need a basically fourth. a 
We, I mean, there's three of us. And it's a four-player game. Just say, like, yeah. I don't know. We can, we can sub somebody in. Yeah. We can we can find somebody. Yeah, track us down. Well, but Hypnospace. It's, Brandon, did you watch any of that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Have you about. seen any of this? Oh. What? Hypnospace Outlaw is basically a, a 90s internet simulator where, like, when you go to sleep, you put this little headband on and you just cruise the internet in oh, your dreams. Oh, I saw that. Basically. I can picture the artwork. artwork. It's like super yeah, like old school. Really cool. Our orange face guy, he's like, looks like he's yep. chipping on acid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's old, old, early internet stuff where like, and you're just basically like the internet police where you're going to like, you're going to look for copyright infringements and you're going to look for like people harassing each other online or like credit card, like credit card gateways that are suspicious for fraudulent activity. But it's, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fucking weird, I mean, as now there's a lot of weird shit on the internet. So you basically kind of go through and you can like download wallpapers and music and put stupid hamster pets on your desktop. And if you don't feed them, they die. And now I can't delete his stupid gravestone off, <laughs> off of the uh, desktop, but it's a weird one, but it's definitely one of a kind because there's definitely nothing like it, but it's, I mean, obnoxious screensavers and skins and mouse pointers and all sorts of, just crazy shit, but Granny Granny's hot butter ice cream, like it's a good song. Right there. Some granny cream, yep, Granny cream. Yeah, that shit was kind of <laughs> trippy. But Brandon has no idea what we're uh, talking about. No, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. Uh, you should just download it and play it without knowing anything, except for okay. a '90s internet. Honestly, like I, you guys have introduced me to some cool games, like especially the last episode. I really want to I, I i've been like kind of going through my xbox again and trying to hit some of these games so i can get to these games that you guys keep finding i i love it i i definitely want to try this out it sounds really random i downloaded a game last night that's like that it's i wish i knew it right i'm just thinking of it but it was like five bucks and it's like every little bit is like a new retro game you just keep going from retro game to retro game and i'm like ah that looks kind of cool oh what was that called? I know oh, exactly you what you're talking oh, okay. about. Okay, yeah, it looks like Excite Bike, the artwork on the outside, but it's like something extreme, or I don't know. I but, know uh, what you're talking about. I can't think of the damn name. Yeah, well, I mean, you can look it up if you want. But um, well, real quick, so uh, I want to do some housekeeping on the last episode. But I, I feel bad. I I said that Katana Zero was made by Game Maker. That's the engine, and I found out it's ASCII soft. So I wanted to fix that. Um, and then I was kind of talking about this game that I said is like on my hard drive that's just like a contra game and and i I was like oh it turned out it is a contra game it's called hard corpse rising hard corpse apparently is like a spin-off i guess kind of sub series in 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 the franchise uh but it's the 13th installment so it came out in the 360 ps3 kind of era but yeah and it has online uh co-op dave so i I threw I threw it on and went through the first level or two after hearing you talk about Isn't it. Isn't it a blast? And I I like I I caught a couple of those contra like when you press start it does like the same jingle and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like it's definitely contra. I put, put in the uh, Konami eyes. code. I, I bet in the Konami. I didn't code. even try. Uh, I bet. I, no, I didn't. I should try that. Please have it in there. Please. I hope. All right. I'll have to go back and because it would be nice because I 
I hit a spot where there's a giant sandworm and he's a pain in the ass and it, like it doesn't checkpoint you after you beat him. You got to go oh, back okay. all the way to the beginning and play through again. And love that you were. I was like, yeah, that's that you enough. were slamming it for being a contra ripoff, and turns out it is a contra Hilarious. game. Hilarious! I know. I laughed my ass off when that happened. So I was like, ah, uh, that made me happy though. Feel like, <laughs> oh, it's cool. Like country lives on, and I don't have to worry about somebody. I don't know. Whatever. It was cool. So yes, and then real quick. So my kids. I don't know. I have a two and a half. He's almost three. And my six-year-old is only like seven, right? And they're starting to get into games. Well, my seven-year-old or six-year-old is. But the two-year-old just wants to kind of play games as well. And uh, I put in Battletoads, that remake that kind of came out. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> dude, <laughs> oh, I never yeah. really got around to play. I think I maybe played like the first couple with Jack at one point. But anyways, it's three players. And Ryan really wants to play. And all he can do is hold the controller and like smash buttons with his little hands oh yeah but he can hold yep. left or right and i'll first off that game well done well done i really kind of regret not getting around <laughs> taking it more serious i thought it was gonna, i don't know i thought when they went the cartoon style it was like they didn't have much confidence in it and they cheapened out and they didn't whatever i i appreciate it now i actually love the artwork uh that it's cool with the kids and it's funny because um, the the youngest one, Ryan, he like he'll just hold right or left the whole time, so he's not engaging in the combat. And Jack and I'll do all the work, and then Ryan keeps getting this uh no, like award in the game called uh it's like the uh, the participation award or something like that. It's like it's that's amazing. Him. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's a key is uh, coming up because he good. just holds left or right the whole time. <laughs> But it's a good game, dude. I think if Ryan was like a little That's older, not bad. the story's pretty funny. Yeah, the story's fantastic. Where they're like losers and they they lost their celebrity and they I don't know. Yeah, it's so cool. They're they're poor and it's well done. I think if the kids, well, you know, I think like I said, like the youngest was a little older. Ah, oh, it'd be like the perfect kid to play with a game to play with your kids. Uh, but yeah, Battletoads, I was really impressed. It gets intense towards the end after you get through a chunk of those, like. Uh... Some of like the sled levels where you got to do a lot of jumping. It gets kind of, it gets tricky. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I like that, how the they did the bike scene and all that. I guess, good point. Yeah, they, they, they keep changing up the game modes a little bit. And I don't know, fun. Funny game, cool story. Uh, and then uh, real quick, I've been taking a break from Warzone. And I've been playing Halo with my buddy Dale. Uh, Halo 5. Just playing combat, like uh, combat, uh, playing, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Slayer, Slayer, four, four on four. But actually, we've been doing a lot of duos, and I'm hoping that the next game is huge and a lot of people get back into it. Uh, I don't know. It's just something well, about the multiplayer Halo. is going to so be free fun. to play. So, oh, that's true. That's right. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely ready to jump in. And it's crossplay, um, crossplay too with PC. So there's going to be a first PC. Yep. Healthy base. And we're back. We're going to talk about some Loki. Season 1 uh, just finished, and we just finished watching the, the last episode. I watched this show pretty much weekly, and I think Dave did as well. Right, Dave? Yep. But Eric <laughs> Eric was like, yeah, I'll get in on this, but I haven't watched it yet. I was slacking so a bit. So he had a crush like the whole season in 
the last two days. Yeah, honestly, wasn't that bad. I mean, it's only six episodes, so and they're each whatever forty five minutes long. So I watched two episodes a night basically, and it was great. I loved watching it like this. I'm glad that I watched it. You know, leading up to doing probably made more sense. Yeah, definitely. I I, I like that I watched it up leading up to the podcast. I mean, I, I'm obviously more fresh on the earlier episodes, but you know, it's only six episodes, so it felt like kind of felt like a really long movie. So I mean, the total runtime it only adds up to like four hours or something. So you know. It's, it's, you know, it, it gives it, it's not, it doesn't feel like a super long season with like 10 episodes. It, it's, you know, it's, it moves along it moves the story along really quick. Um, and I appreciated that. And it, you know, I, sometimes if, you know, a season has like 10 episodes, it can drag a little bit. There was definitely no filler episodes here or anything. It just, each episode was fun and it just moved along the story, uh, really quick. So I like that about it for sure. Just the format of it. Yeah, it's cool that we have somebody here in this recording to discuss from that perspective because it's, I don't remember some of the things. Like, I think the middle of the season really slowed down. You know, if you listen to the these episodes uh, chronologically, you'll hear Dave and I kind of making comments about what we've been doing between episodes and Loki will be brought up. And like, I remember talking about the, when the uh, female Loki is introduced, mm-hmm. uh, Sylvie. You know, I, I didn't know where the story was going, but I, I had, like, concerns, you know? I don't want to get into my final con- uh, feelings about the, you know, like, the ending and all that stuff, but why don't we actually, you know, now that we know kind of what the show was, it was six episodes, it just finished its first season. Um, does anybody want to take a shot at kind of explaining what the hell the show is even about? It's a it's a weird one, but it's also kind of important because it's sure. this show... And I think WandaVision did a good job kind of saying like, hey, this is where we're going with this this MCU. From here on out, it's going to be a ride. It's very different. They're definitely... So I'm, I mean, it's it's cool, but... They're definitely yeah. setting or taking these shows to, you know, as a way to set up the next, whatever, quote unquote, mm-hmm. phase of movies and uh, Marvel stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we could just get into it and get into the a uh, little bit of the plot. Yeah, I just remember the beginning yeah it comes out of well comes out of infinity war where when when they go back in time basically loki poofs out with the tesseract grabs the tesseract yep and so and then time variance authority comes that's like the first scene yeah yep okay thank you that is i love that i like that but yeah yeah i like i like that they picked up like right you know where in you know in that scene in infinity war because I mean, they have that scene in the movie and you're, you know, you don't know what happens after that, but obviously they go back to it in the show. Uh, so that sets up the show. Yeah. Like Dave said, he grabs the Tesseract. Not Infinity War. Endgame. Oh, yeah. Endgame. Yeah. Scene, Is it right? Endgame or Infinity Endgame. War? Endgame. Okay. Endgame. He, Loki dies in Infinity War. Yep. But Thanos kills Endgame, him. Endgame, the, yeah, they go back in time yes, right. and they goof and he, and then he create, that's where they create the variant. Yes, exactly. Brandon, you are correct. The non-Marvel guy corrects us on uh, on the plot. So <laughs> I just remember that. Yep. So yeah, um, picks up right from there. Loki grabs the Tesseract. He gets transported to like the Gobi Desert or something. Uh, and then the TVA, the Time Variant Authority, shows up to basically take him as prisoner. They bring him back to the 
crazy uh whatever i don't even know where the you know where the tva is it's like its own dimension like yeah 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 it's uh yeah it's really it's really cool but they basically take him back to sentence him because he you know he's a variant which um basically they capture these variants uh that create uh alt branches in the sacred timeline quote unquote um so the you know at the beginning they frame it up as like the timekeepers are keeping this sacred timeline it's the only uh timeline that should exist and any branches that uh come off of the sacred timeline need to be destroyed and cut off to prevent any um you know contaminating sounds like greek mythology yeah exactly yeah contaminating the sacred timeline um I mean that's I mean that's the the brief setup for it. Um, is they just bring him into the bring him into the TVA, um, and they are I think help me out here if the, if you guys remember they're going to prune him, but then he um, they want him they want him to go help they want down the other Loki. That's right. Okay. So Loki tries to he, yeah actually tries to escape in classic Loki fashion, but then. He sees right. like all the piles of infinity stones that people are using as like paperweights. And he's like, well, yeah, it kind of, kind of, like that kind of resides to having to help out, um, Mobius hunt down the, uh, they bring in Mobius the other Loki. Uh, played by Owen Wilson, You know what? which was an interesting choice. And he didn't get a goddamn jet ski this season. I know he should have got his jet how ski. Did they I not, thought that was going to happen. How did they not give yeah. him at least one little scene somewhere with, him on a jet ski. Riding on a jet that ski. That would have been classic, but... Uh, yeah, that basically yeah. is the first episode right there, wrapped up. Um, yep. Oh, shit. Yeah, that would have been a cool, like, when he gets to see Sylvie, like, towards the end of the season, and he shows up in the car, why couldn't she end up on, like, the shore, and she's getting off of, like, something, and he shows yeah, up in a Yeah, that would have been... That, honestly, <laughs> yeah. that would have been really He's cool. He's like, not what I had in mind, but get on. That would have <laughs> been know? great. I would have loved that. Wow. Yeah, Owen Wilson. I mean, normally Owen Wilson's, you know, I don't know, he's not a great actor. He's kind of annoying, but I liked him in this show. No. I thought he was. I don't think he's annoying. I think he's, he's like Wilson. a dead Well, I guess yeah, kinda, he's take it or leave it. Kind of the yeah, he's got that. He's got the yeah. Owen Wilson voice, but um, yeah, I, I liked him in this show. Episode, let's see, episode two, Loki joins and they start to go out to hunt the other Loki. Uh, they get ambushed by the variant. You kind of see, you don't know who it is. Does some um, taking over people's minds, and they have that creepy scene in the grocery store. That was good. Yep. Where she's yep. Well, they fight. Well, l- another an important thing to note here is Loki basically is whatever he's doing research on the variant and trying to predict where sh- you know they're gonna show uh, up. Ah, yes. Um, and they he makes the connection that she can well. At this point, they don't know it's a she, but this variant can hide in apocalypses, basically. So any like huge natural disasters or cataclysmic events, they can hide in that like time period because the TVA doesn't care because that timeline is going to be destroyed anyways. So it's, you know, it's a smart place to hide and they can basically do whatever they want. Um, in, oh, yeah. in those little pockets. That was cool. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Real quick, one thing I noticed, um, especially with Disney Plus shows, is they really, 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 really love 
the main character to have a buddy. So oh, yeah. if you look at like Netflix when they were doing the Marvel shows, it was like Jessica Jones or whatever. She's a loner. Um, Daredevil. You know, all those characters, Daredevil, they're all loners. When they do their thing, they're alone. And but when you look at Disney Plus, even with the Mandalorian, with the kid, Grogu or whatever, or like whoever he's with, there's always like a partner I mean, with him. And Wanda Vision has Wanda has Vision, and Winter Soldier obviously has Captain America, uh, and um, or Winter Soldier rather, and uh, Loki has Sylvie. Or if he's not with Sylvie, then he's with Mobius. Uh, Mobius. I mean, so it's just like I'm just noticing this trend where they just love to have a duo at, at all times. At this point, Marvel has their like quote unquote formula fucking formula down. Yeah, and, like, they want to crank them out now. I. I understand it and like that I feel like especially that dynamic sets up for like some humor because like Marvel is big into you know shoehorning humor into their movies which sometimes you know sometimes it lands sometimes it's not all that funny the the Marvel humor stuff I think they put it in there for kids mostly but I mean this is I feel like Loki's a little bit more of a, an adult theme show. There's some pretty crazy like so, concepts. Uh, in some really? yeah. I think I honestly I oh that's funny. If we're if can we go to that right now? Can we talk about that? Because I have opinions on who I think this is for. Okay, yeah, I don't let think it go. It's for fucking me. Dude, I'll, all right, get Tom Middleton is an attractive man. He's very charming and he's cool. What'd I say? I thought you said Middleston. It could just be Discord being done. Uh, yeah, and he he is Alright, so I don't know who he I didn't know who he was before he played Loki, really. And he plays Loki. I'm introduced to this guy and he's a villain. He's this bad guy. And he tried to take out New York City. People fucking died. He's a bad guy. And I still don't like, and I, I know he's charming. He, he's cool and all that stuff. And he was great in Skull Island and all that stuff, but from the King Kong movie. But I, I look at him here and I'm like, what happened to this, this character? going on his he's character like, arc where it, it goes yeah. some bad guy. I just, and then in, it just in Ragnarok was really the turnaround, really, where. How old is he, though? How old is he? Is he really our age or is he like 4,000 years old? Well, I don't he's, he's a god, god so, so, yeah. or demigod. Yeah. What does that mean, it though? Means he lives, probably lives a lot. I don't know. I, I str- <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. But how long? And then, like, okay, so let's say he lives to be ten thousand years old. You telling me in the last like two years, from like New York City to this, he's like starts his character arc, and he's like trying to be like, I only care about you, Sylvie. Like, give me a break. <laughs> the whole point of you is you're a bad guy and like i understand this the whole point they're trying to drive that you keep there he can be good and he can think for something that's not for himself i get the overall like messages i just i don't know i struggled with it man and like him and sylvie falling in love shit i thought it was for like teenage girls and i could be wrong that's i mean that's a it's himself we can get into that but like i mean the first two three episodes it was like x files bro i thought that was cool and then it got into this romance teenage nobody dies and everything's safe and it's just turned into Buffy the Vampire Slayer to me. I don't know. I mean, like the ending was cool. I, I'm sorry, I'm on a rant. I just just finished watching this shit. I've been holding that in. 
and I spare me. I don't know. Well, it is. You got to realize that it, it's a comic book movie. There's going to be there's going to be all sorts of coincidental things that happen and all sorts of, I don't know, plots that just magically get tied together and stuff like that. But the, the whole series as a whole, I mean, you had uh, phase three wrap up with Endgame, which kind of like that's a that's a period stop rocks is more of an exclamation point at the end of like that story. And this is kind of just setting up. WandaVision was its own little self-contained thing. Yeah. Captain or Winter Soldier and Falcon, like that's kind of its own thing. I don't, I didn't get too far into that, but, and then this is kind of setting up the multiverse. So, I mean, once we get towards the end, that's, that's when you find out, like, I guess who the main bad guy is going to be for the next three Marvel phases. So, like, in episode three, that's after Sylvie... So, uh, whatever. They find Sylvie. Him and Loki... Or, Sylvie and Loki... Because she's the variant. Right, she's the variant. They escape through, um, whatever. I think they steal a temp pad and they escape into, like, another time. And they go to this moon called Lamentis. Um, and that's this is episode three. And it turns out that this is, like, one of those apocalyptic events. So, Sylvie has a time pad with all of these... Uh, apocalyptic events like preset locations she's gonna go and places that she's gonna hide and do all of her whatever devious stuff um so this was like one of her last stops because it this is like a huge momentous like apocalypse where this uh planet is crashing into this moon that has a civilization on it and wipes everybody out um uh this episode was interesting um i can see where it kind of dipped in this one because i mean you, I, I think the point of this episode was kind of to like have some sort of relationship between loki and sylvie like develop it was yeah. definitely what that was yes because they had the um, whole train thing and, you know in this episode too where they're yeah they're trying to escape the giant yeah, thing the, and uh yep they end up sneaking on a train and you know uh, Loki, Loki ends up getting oh, drunk. Oh God! C- convenient city. Everything was so convenient in that thing. That's when I. That's what I'm saying. Like that's when it started to shift for me, and I was just like losing it for me. I think this episode was probably the low point in the. I f- I feel like it was like a curve. Like it was it, the production was good on that episode. Oh though. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for it sure. Was, it was attractive. Yep. I feel like yeah, that it went on a curve. Like you said, first two episodes were good, and then it dipped a little bit here. And then it, I feel like it started to rise again towards the end. Um, that, I mean, this that podcast opinion, is anyways. about going to these worlds. Yeah. And I was just like digging the TVA. I was, I was like, this is cool. This Such is a cool weird, concept. But it's cool. Yeah. And I'm here. F- I just, yeah, I thought I was like, I was here for the ride. It's like, whatever, I guess, sell me this Loki character. But then when it went down, like, like you said, like this, this is just, dips. this is basically there are two of them. Yeah. Character development, because the whole episode, nothing really happens that the, arc that they're trying to get off to to get off the planet like gets blown up at the end of it so they're still on this planet about to blow up at the end of the episode too it's just building their relationship and all all that fun i bet people have well with loki though he's been in uh, movies i probably missed right i didn't see thor two or three or i think there's three or i didn't see those oh three ragnarok that's a that's a big one in his character yeah, I've only, oh no, I did see Ragnarok. Oh, I did see Ragnarok, but yeah. Loki's in Ragnarok. 
Yeah, there's lots of it. He's just in the beginning, just kind of goofing around, right? Kind of like acting like he's no, Thor. Or... No, no, <laughs> it's all over. I remember Kate Blanchett. He's in at there. the end when he tries to to fight the what is it, Hella? Yeah, his the, sister. The chick yeah, with the crazy horns. Yeah, Kate yeah. Blanchett. Yeah, she, he comes back at the end, and him and Thor go off as brothers at the end of the movie, and he's actually like, you know, he has a change of heart. Towards the end. Right. I mean, I that's love that what, movie. That's when the, that the character one. arc changes. Okay. Bit, I don't know. Sorry. I just don't have the investment with Loki. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways. Yeah, you're right, though. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, you have, whatever, episode three, Lamentus. They escape um, because they create a, a nexus. So, they the whole point is the TVA is looking for them. Um, and they can't find them because this apocalypse is happening. And that's where she always hides. But... The this was a little muddled for me, like it was like Loki and Sylvie's connection that created a nexus event so that the TVA like there was a huge spike in the timeline and that allowed the TVA to find them and capture them again. That, that was I don't understand that whole thing, how it works in general, like Mobius gets one. Well, whatever. I'll, I'll wait for convenient. it. Convenient. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I so convenient. Yeah. So, OK, well, whatever this whole. A whole episode four is kind of also a little bleh. Like th- this is all like when they're captured again and like Mobius is talking to Loki and he like punishes him by putting him in that time loop with like oh, this girl that he. Yeah. Yeah. He like cut her hair out. That was kind of funny. Well, that got me a little bit. Funny. It was cool to see her because like like Thor. I remember the first Thor had these cool like on a Warcraft characters. Like he had like a dwarf. He had like a archer or like a knight or something they had these cool characters and then they just disappear and i'm like why weren't they in infinity mm-hmm. war and <laughs> endgame like they were legit badasses uh yeah anyways. i mean this but it was cool to see her i feel like this was yeah this episode again was supposed to be more character development for loki like realizing his motivations and why he's you know why he is the way he is and like all this stuff which whatever i i get it it didn't i don't know it, it was fine. I, I didn't love it or hate it. Um, episode episode I mean, four you're talking about, right? This is episode four, yeah. And, I mean, the big thing happens at the end of episode four where Loki gets pruned and he goes to the void, which, I don't know, at, at that point, you know, you don't know that, you know, you don't know if he's dead or alive. We don't know what, at this point, we don't know what happens when you get pruned. We just assume that they die and just disintegrate and are gone forever, but... It turns so, out that they go to this place called the Void, where you know everything that. Gets... Well, hold on a second. So, yeah, what? there's a couple other things Does, in this episode. Uh, that oh yeah, beats there. The like the TVA is run by the Timekeepers. Oh yeah, out, I yeah. forgot that this That's was the episode that, that happened. Yeah, the yeah. Timekeepers were just they were fake. fake. They were and, facade. Yeah. And uh, what's her face? Um, Mobius's uh, boss, Ravona. Uh, Ravana. Yeah. Ravona. Ravana. Yeah, she. Yeah. She's kind of two-faced like you think like she she has a thing for mobius like that's her friend in some weird way but you don't know what that means but they have a i don't know like i don't know a respect for something i don't know some kind of friendship right Mm -hmm. but she's up to something you know you can't trust her and when the whole thing goes down she's the one that um is pruning mobius yeah she's the one that prunes loki Mm-hmm. And she is very, even though they're exposing that, like 
this is all fake. Don't you want to know the guy behind the curtain? And she's like figuring out she wants to do it her way instead. She's like, yeah, I know. She's, well, I she's, care. yeah, she's very adamant that there's some reason why this is, you know, why they're there and why this is all happening. So she is sticking with like, okay, we have to keep, you know, the, the timeline sacred and all this. She's like very like into it. Like even though the timekeepers are fake. Yeah. She... But they, yeah. Well, yeah. Not even that they're fake though, that like she's a variant. Everyone's a variant. They were all people who lived a normal life and they got plucked away by somebody. Yeah. She doesn't want to, she doesn't want to believe that or she knows that, but she doesn't want everybody or else to know, maybe you she know, knows. she doesn't want everybody else to know that because she does she know does, that because she was interrogating, uh, what is it? B yeah. fifteen or B fifteen or C twenty? C twenty is the one. Yeah, C twenty was one of the hunters. Sylvie captured yeah. and was. Yep. So, yeah, Sylvie unlocks she knows. unlocks her yep. memory basically, and Mobius finds the recording of her interrogating her. So he basically finds out that they're all variants in this. He it's gets pruned. the old he gets the old prune stick. The old prune right, job. and I thought that was mm-hmm. the best moment in the show, almost practically. And then, obviously, later on, I was like, "Meh." When Mobius, when Mobius, when Mobius when, got Mo- pruned, I'm sorry, when Mobius was, yeah, yeah. That's when I thought the show was like, "All right, they got some balls." Like I like the character, but like I, no, but it's a, a it's a Marvel movie and it's a Disney show, and they don't they don't kill off like a main character without some giant mm-hmm. dramatic event happening or something like that right. and even then like four movies later they're probably like, gonna get brought back to life so i was gonna say in every superhero was... move in every superhero anything there's always a way to bring somebody back you know oh. it's never like they're truly dead it was way too on un- it's very unceremonious the way that they were killed you got to give them a big send-off i mean that's when everything hit the fan though like that's yep. that's when the show is that supposed was... to kind of flip that yeah that was a right. yeah no, not not so much for you. Well, then I was just like, oh, well, no, actually, hold on. Because like when he got pruned, I was like, okay, well, once Loki got pruned, I knew that Mobius, it, it didn't matter. Because right. like, obviously, it doesn't. it's not that big of a deal being pruned. So now we know what that means. And it's just being sent to another. It was like, I don't know, you're being killed or what? But you're being sent to this other place. Yeah. The I don't void know what at the, the void end is. of time, but it's, the, it's but it's like it's a timeline that's for like the right, so then you're introduced to the, all these variants of Loki that are still surviving because they're really good at surviving somehow, and there's a shit ton of them in the void, <laughs> and they just live there, but they say that the youngest one, the kid, he's uh, the one that claimed that he killed uh, Thor in his timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he they're like this is his timeline, this is his universe, this is his world, so that's why he's considered the king. Oh really? I don't know. I didn't catch that. But I don't understand. I thought there's one sacred timeline. I thought well, but the void was like and hit. They say it in the that episode, like they're explaining how they all exist and right. I don't remember them. So they were just saying he, he was the best one. I was gonna say I don't remember them saying that that was his timeline. I think well, the void is oh. just the void isn't a timeline. It's just a dumping ground at the end of time. Like it's not it's not really okay. on the timeline. It's like, I mean, I don't. I, this this is where it gets into the, like the weird like semantics of the stuff. I know that it's like at the end of oh, time. Who, I mean, yeah. And it's not, you know, it's just a place where nothing is supposed to be able to escape it, to get back into the sacred timeline. Yeah, and child Loki was pruned because he killed Thor and broke the sacred timeline. So that's how he ended right. up there. 
So, so yeah, that's technically it's, it's it's a purgatory like for you know it's between basically it's between variants. all of the timelines. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So now we're in the void, and everybody, all the characters were sent there. Ex- actually, no, everybody, literally everybody was sent there except Ravana. <laughs> but everybody's hanging out. What did you guys think of this episode? I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun with all the all like the different. It. You didn't like it. I thought it was fun to see all not. the this different is the Loki's. Worst episode and... of the whole season, really. No one thing cool about it was like the graphics at the end. We got old man Loki. I thought yeah. I liked I liked the concept of the void, like you know everything that they prune gets sent here. So you have these like giant, like literally entire cities, entire timelines get dumped into this place, and everything from that. And then Eliath, this like monster dude, whatever cloud monster in the sky in the void. Whenever something new comes in, he basically sucks all the energy and life out of it. And that's how nothing escapes from this this place. Um, yeah, I it, thought that was it, cool. It's like space and time. Yeah. Yeah. Which right. Which is kind of interesting. It's a cool dude. Like 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 I said, you know, like the whole point of the show is to do shit like this where we go into cool worlds. And I yeah, I, I was kind of like, this is kind of cool. I don't know how people are eating and drinking and surviving and finding each other and having electricity. I have no idea how any of that works. Uh, I kind of let it go, but it's just convenience. Uh, it's fucking magic. convenience. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's, I think it's well. I, everything. I don't know if it's lazy writing. It's. I mean, like, everything it's, it's, from the timeline, other timelines get sent there. So there's got to be food and all that. You know, there's explanations for it. And how big is this area? Because everybody's like right near each I mean, other. It's well. That but was. They, but that was another. Mobius thing. is like yeah, in a car, and he scoops listen, up Sylvie. It's a TV like show. Right next. It's got to be convenient. You know. No, I know, I know, I it, it is what it is. I'm just saying, you know, like people <laughs> like pick on like Star Wars because it's like there's gas in the Last Jedi. When do we ever worry about fuel? And I'm like, bro, you think all the Marvel movies are like fantastic and they don't give a shit about gravity? Everybody speaks English. Everybody likes the 50s or like the 60s or the 80s music. Like, come on, man. Like, like we let Marvel get away with a lot of things. I just see it in Loki. I think in, in this show specifically, so much stuff is so convenient. I just, I don't know. I just, the first two episodes were so good for me that... I mean, this episode was whatever. Like, I mean, I you're thought... dealing with multiverses. I don't think you're going to get much explained because... No. That's stu- true. It, it, there's just stuff that's... Well, even Loki, just... even even Loki himself says, like, you know, he just accepts it. Like, that all these weird fucking things that are... There's a fucking alligator with a Loki hat on, and he's apparently a version of Loki, which, whatever, that's funny. It's an alligator with a Loki hat. It's cute. That's um, gotta be comic stuff. Yeah. The old man, the old man classic Loki, that's the that's the good one. He's old got, man like, classic, old, yeah. He's got, like, the old 70s oh, uh, comic yeah. book he's costume got the on. original yes. costume, yeah. Doesn't yeah, use, that was cool. Doesn't use weapons, because he goes sh- straight illusion, because yep. he's all magical, rather than stabby loki yeah. that's around these days definitely like a tribute episode yeah. yeah i think to fans i thought that was fun and like since i don't know a ton of that stuff i don't know if it's all from the comics or not but some of it obviously fell you know on deaf ears with me because i didn't know a ton of those references but it, i thought it was yeah. it was still a fun episode but yeah I mean, like you said bro Oh, all yeah, sorts of crazy variations of Thor, and there's all sorts of. I mean, there's multiple universes. Like, there's the Marvel Ultimate Ultimate Universe, and I don't know. They merged them all together recently in some big comic event, and you know, they're always 
coming up with crazy shit. So movies are just so like, trying my, to come up with a real explanation for shit that you just make up in comic books is kind of impossible. Like, oh yeah, to, it's just yeah, making up not, magic out of science. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, time travel and and now multiverse, like that's always hard to write in general. Yeah. Like it's just mm-hmm. hard to get that stuff. I mean, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for time travel stuff in general, like in movies and stuff. It's fun. But yeah, like you were saying, Brandon, Mobius got back. I think my explanation, I think I was confused about that too, but I think this is, they didn't really explain this, but I think when he got pruned, he still had his temp pad in his pocket. So that went along with him. Right. I don't understand how that works. Uh, I mean, all right, this is me being a fucking stickler. All right. But. And just tell me if I'm just tell me to shut up and move on. But when you get pruned, what exactly is happening? It's just so every all of your matter gets transported to the void. Your matter, but your well, everything, everything is not I, part of you. Everything touching you, attached to you. Like right. if you're touching. Okay, so the floor, the air. Okay, come on. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're, seriously. You're looking for scientific Light explanations bouncing off your skin. Of a okay, stick well, that pushes if, you through time. Yeah, exactly. So the, you, my, like, the that, bugs, the microscopic bugs. Well, Every if that was the theory, kind of, what Brandon, kind of batteries that, do they use in these things? What kind of uh, Brandon? If that was your theory, everyone would show up in the void naked because their clothes, you know, couldn't get transported. They with them. should. I think they should. That's why I tell people like they believe in ghosts. I'm like, oh my god, what did you see? Like I saw a ghost. And like, were they wearing clothes? Their clothes didn't die. It makes no sense. Get oh out my of here. god. All right, we're not going to handle it. Sure. You know, we're not going to become a paranormal fucking ghost podcast. Don't even get the f- no, and like though. the forest does the same thing. Like, what's going on? Why are they wearing clothes? They should be naked. And then when they come back okay. at the end of uh, Listen, episode six, it's yeah. convenient. <laughs> it's convenience. I think that's. The, I know. I think that's um, the explanation. Is that he had? He still. They didn't take the temp pad out of his pocket when they pruned him, so he still had he it. He gets on it. Him. He gets it from Sylvie. She brings it with her. Does she? Okay, that's yeah. the explanation. Okay, no. I. So I don't. But where did she get it? I don't remember that part. She had it in her hand. She stole it from uh, the chick when she was in okay. that throne room. Oh yeah, she's like she, when I get she pruned, pruned I know I can bring this with she me. She pruned herself. She pruned with herself. It in her hand. That makes no sense. Well, whatever. Who cares? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Let's try to explain a stick matter. that sends you through time. Oh, let me. Yeah. Let me look that up on Wikipedia and tell you exactly how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean uh, that whatever that episode where all the Loki are in these traveling around, that's fine, whatever. But it, it, I thought it got more interesting when he's, you know, when they're trying to escape from the void, figure out how they can get out of here, and they realize that. Um, well, Sylvie realizes. I don't know if they both realize it. Whatever they realize that Eliath is the answer, and that he's guarding something, um, and that is their ticket out of there essentially or you know their ticket to whoever is controlling all of time and space and all that stuff so they right but Mob- at this point mobius though is mobius is gone his thing, he though, went right? back to the tva yep yeah and he's he's trying to kind of figure out what's going on with the tva and his end because he's right. back yep exactly so they get the plan to for sylvie to enchant um Eliath and basically take over his mind so that they can bypass him i don't know this uh, it starts to get a little fuzzy Hold on. Too. Sh- sylvie is a loki variant she's the only the, the thing about her is she is robbed of her childhood and she 
has this like rage or revenge thing. She's really driven. Right. So she's been able to learn how to enchant. Right. Like that's kind of like her. She thing. taught herself she's the to female. Enchant- yeah. Right. She taught herself this power. So she's more powerful than technically. It's cool how the, right? the Lokis do have different powers, but I think technically, yeah, technically, I think she's just better. She's better than regular Loki. Mm-hmm. And we Girl get and we we get uh, old man Loki doing it, getting his uh, his time in. And he sacrifices himself so uh, Loki, the other Loki, and Sylvie could uh, enchant alive. I thought yeah, I thought that was a cool scene where he conjures an entire at you know at a city of Asgard and all that stuff. I thought that was pretty sweet to distract Elioth while they try to uh, uh, hatch the plan. And we got to the end of episode five, essentially, with uh, Loki and Sylvie enchanting Elioth, opening this portal to the, what do they call it? I forgot what they what the name for it was. The Citadel. The, the Citadel, that's yeah, it. Citadel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so they find Beyond the Citadel. The void. Beyond the Void, which is that is essentially at the end of time. Um, or I guess I don't even know where it is. It doesn't really matter. I guess it's in a, it's in a fucking space essentially between all the timelines. You can see like the sacred oh, timeline yeah. in the background where, you know, it's just yeah. w- white well, it's light yeah, across whatever. the sky. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's, 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 it is at what this it is. point. Just, you, you just got to go for the ride. I mean, yeah. of and course. I feel like <laughs> such abstract concepts like this, it's so hard to actually like depict on screen what it looks like. You oh, know? totally, man. So I mean, you got you got all the comic books for reference. There's a lot of floating rocks in space that people true. have like just random dumb bases on and just, you yeah. know. Yeah. Definitely. Well, the chances that, that they all speak English is, you know, it is. It's just you just got to go with it. Just you just got to go with it. Everybody's the same height. Everybody reacts to the gravity the same. There's no viruses in the air and bacteria where you inhale it and you die. Two arms, two it's legs. Just, everybody's yeah, bipedal. You know, yeah, the TVA likes. I mean, I don't know. There's a fucking cartoon stopwatch character for for unknown reasons. It just is what it is. <laughs> Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes, mm. yes. <laughs> but yeah, and honestly, real quick, I, I like this last episode. I love the fact that they had like confidence in the storytelling and the ending kind of setup. Yeah. That they didn't really have like this epic battle. Yep. Really. Uh, the, take that kiss scene out, and I'm, poof, that was a good episode. But yeah. But yeah, if you don't mind, actually, I kind of explain. Let's go, yeah, beat by beat. What yeah. happened this episode? This is a crazy there's episode. A lot, I mean, there's like a long chunk of yeah. dialogue in here. It's all, yeah, it's just talking. Yep. Um, so they, whatever, they go into the Citadel. Fucking Miss Minutes is there for some reason, just scared, randomly shows scared up. Scared my kids and I. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, because she just kind of pops out of nowhere um, and is talking to Loki and Sylvie and basically trying to, what is she trying to like cut them a deal essentially that they can both basically be re- is- reinserted back into the sacred timeline without any mm-hmm. consequences if they turn around, which is interesting. Was that like, I don't know if uh, Miss Minutes was sent there by Ravona or if she was actually. No, 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 well, no, no. no by... Okay. No, Ravona doesn't know who the 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 guy is either. Well, he who remains. She was she she was talking. Miss Minutes says that he and she's like, who's he? And then she leaves. She's it was. Like, well, it's just weird. Confused. It's just weird that like Miss Minutes said all this crap and then. They said they basically said no, but then when they got to whatever uh, 
he who remains is what they called him. He had a whole different thing offer for them, which I don't know. I don't know. That confused me a little bit. It could just be choose your own adventure. If you turn to page 96, then this happens. So maybe that's what his thing is. It's just like, yeah, I knew you would say no. Well, yeah. Turn it down. That's true. He he already knew everything that would happen up to that point. So I guess it Mm -hmm. didn't matter. But like life is full of choices, but then is it not? Or is it? That's the whole thing. Apparently it's not. I love that. I love that whole. I love that, that. That's like it's cool too. Where he, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but like, well, no, yeah, I am. I'll wait. I'll wait. You, yeah. So we we go past Miss Minutes, and then we're like, no, we're good on that fucking liar. We don't trust you. Yep. We're going in. We got to see who this Wizard of Oz is. I love. Yeah, I love that. I mean, this really is. I, I like that you say Wizard of Oz because this really is like a man behind the curtain type reveal. Mm-hmm. Like you're expecting. You're expecting this huge being like the timekeepers. They set up the timekeepers in the beginning as these ethereal beings like they're huge. They're fucking alien looking. They're, you know, like godlike. But then you walk in and then there's just this guy sitting there and he's like, yep, I'm I'm the dude. And like, oh, okay, you control all of time and space. So, I mean, I obviously they at the beginning, they wanted to kill him and they thought he was lying. But um they go back to his office with him. They explain everything. I do like the time. I do like the attempts of them trying to like stab him and kill him. And he's just like warping around them. And he's because he knows everything that's going to happen. He knows that they're going to try to kill him so he can predict everything because it's all written already. Which do we know why he can do that, though? Like he I has his own temp knows, pad. But like, how is he? He has his own temp pad that he can like and he's just used to warp around. Yeah. All right, he's a scientist. I just figured yeah, he's exactly. a scientist and he just knows how to do shit. Okay. And he has his little like weird wrist watch thingy where he, he can control shit. I don't know what that was. But right. Yeah, we don't know. We'll probably learn more about that character. Like we just got introduced oh, yeah. to him. We don't even know that he's the new villain. This is the, <laughs> I was going to say this is an important character going uh in the future. Um but yeah, whatever. They go down to his office. He starts, you know, explaining everything, basically that they have, you know, he brought him there because whatever Loki. I'm sorry, I'm fucking doing a shitty job explaining this. Loki and no, that's a tough show. Sylvie, um, up to this point, obviously thought that they were doing all this on their own, but it turns out, uh, I don't know what we want to call him, the Conqueror. I guess we can just call him the Conqueror. That's easier than he who remains, but, um. The Conqueror says that he planned all this for them to come here because essentially they he wanted them to take over for him. Um, and really, the only explanation he gave was because he was tired and didn't want to do it anymore, which I thought was kind of funny. He's like, it was kind of yeah. kind of cliche, but right. Yeah, so it like, was it was predictable. I knew that was this happening for I... a long time. Uh, I'm tired. I just, you know. I want to. The only gift I need is the gift of death or something like that. Yeah. Or it's like, it, it kind of reminded me of Neo meeting the architect where everything yeah. oh, yeah. was kind of figured out, except there would be this one little anomaly that would happen Uh-oh. that we had to address. And it was always a Neo. And they always come here and they always decide this thing. And you're going to decide. It's just like the rest of them, right? Um, where he was like, no, I won't do that. I'll do the opposite and I'll, you know, whatever. And it's it was the same thing, except. I thought this was cool because he was expecting the same thing, uh, like a matrix kind of moment. But uh, he who remains, uh, 
he's like, it turns out there's two. There's two people. And the same person, just the variants. It was two variants coming to me of the same person. And they would decide the fate of the universe from here on out. I thought that was really poetic. I thought it was really cool. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, my internet's. I know that she's going to be the one that's. She kept saying he's a liar. I don't trust him. So she's going to kill him. And the Loki that we know, he's like, no, he's a good guy. I think he's doing the right thing. I think we need to hear him out kind of thing. They purposely did that yin and yang. So I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a really neat take on something that I was a little bit familiar with, you know, like with the Matrix. But what did you guys think of that whole exchange and the whole decision, you know, where they split? Oh, God uh, damn it. I don't know. I, the whole the whole setup. I was trying to figure out who who the guy in the purple robe was. He he who remains or whatever. Like while I was watching it, because I wasn't I wasn't really thinking about phase four technically while I was watching this. I was just kind of curious. I thought it was going to be like a setup for Secret oh, really? Wars. I thought it was going to be like the Beyonder. Well, because I knew I know that you know the next Doctor Strange movie is called uh, what is it. Uh, multiverse of madness is actually what mm. it's called. So I knew that kind of something was going to like this dude's probably getting stabbed. Uh, multiverse is going to get opened up. I mean, if you look yep. at, That's if you look at it. phase four, kind of mm. when you're looking forward, there's like, uh, there's another Thor movie. There's, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp after, I mean, after I watched, this episode, I went, you know, kind of read up on, you know, all the details that I missed. And I didn't, I don't know if he said King or Kang when he was giving his speech, but I want to say he out, said King, he said, but yeah, I think he said King. But, well, I mean, I guess as it turns out that like this guy is like basically the main bad guy for probably the next two or three Avenger movies, I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. And probably the end of uh, phase four, five, and possibly six, because King the Conqueror well, is not one to be fucked with. Uh, he's well, technically, the one that we meet in this episode, the one that dies, isn't. He he claims to be the best solution considering mm-hmm. the situation, because yes. he's like, I'm a very smart guy who figured out time travel, and a lot of us were doing that, and we're all like, in peace and like learning from each other. But then at some point, my me at some point in, in all these versions of me in all these different universes, some were really smart and some were really good. And some of them are really smart and really evil. And the ones that were evil decided that they could use their intelligence and their capabilities to then manipulate the timeline so yep. they were fighting over that. No, our timeline's the best one. No, no, no. We're in our, our timeline. So he, each version that would stand out, like the super versions of this character, um, they would all claim that they were the right one, you know, which is all humans. You know, like that's why we have all these religions. They're all claiming that they have the right religion. Like same, I can see it happening. That was cool. But he's the one that outsmarted all of them to the point where like, like no, I can, I can take them all out. I'll prevent them from happening and I will prevent any other variants from happening. So I'll create the TVA. I thought that was kind of clever. I don't know who Marvel made this up in the seventies or eighties or whatever in comics or like Disney did this, but it's, 
It is a cool way to handle the multiverse. And I had reservations with this next phase, but now I see how they did it. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. And I like that he's dead. And now yeah. that opens up the potential of extremely dangerous. And that's what he was saying. He's like, no, 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 I'm, well, I'm a necessary said- evil or whatever like Thanos did like I'm yeah. trying to do something that's good but it's in a bad way he did the yep. same thing like, he yeah, said shitty yeah, things happen but yeah he said like something like yeah like you said he was the best solution and if you kill me a million other versions of me are gonna be out there and like much more evil versions of me and they're all gonna fucking wreak havoc and, and start this multiverse multiverse die right but it's the wrong Loki that kills him. That's the problem. He's like, ah, fuck. Well, see you soon. In some incarnation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we yeah. should go to the to this back to the show when the Loki and Sylvie fight. I appreciate. Yeah. And she, yep. and she swipes the swipes the time pad, gives Loki a little smoochy smooch, and then kicks him in kicks I him did. through the through the time door. Yeah. I appreciate oh, that. Okay. Which he thinks he goes back to the TVA, but he ends up going back to a TVA, right? Like exactly. a version of yeah, the TVA. Yeah, that was cool. Now that there's so the many like different timelines, yeah. Now that there's so many different timelines, he doesn't know where you know where he is because there's no sacred timeline anymore. It's fucking branched off in all different directions. Which was cool. Which I, is cool I, because I, if you notice that the statue in the TVA wasn't of the Timekeepers, it was yep. of Kang. Kang, or, the I guess. Technically, if I don't know, I'm digging into wikis over here and all sorts of stuff. There's a character called Nathaniel Richards, which is like he was uh, King Rama Tut. He traveled through time and like he was born in like the 30th century and then started like hopping around in time and ended up, oh, okay. you know, running into Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom. And for a little while, this person was Kang the Conqueror. So like then multiple timelines um kang comes up that's for sure but uh there's a couple I, I different think it's cool there's a couple different book series with him in there where it's i think it's secret wars i believe where he's hopping around time and you know stabbing people in the back and all sorts of stuff like that um but they're like in the comic books they end up like merging a lot of the universes into like one marvel universe that has like I don't know if they're continents or worlds or whatever that are like basically you other universes, but I mean, on the grand power scale, Kang as a bad guy is probably, I mean, he's up there with Thanos. Like you can fuck up a timeline, but like if you look on the bigger scale of things, like even like you get into like celestial beings and yeah, infinity and eternity and the living tri- crazy. tribunal and all that kind of crap. I like it's Could you I like, imagine being a writer on this show. Yeah. Like people call <laughs> it a rap your mind shit in other shows. Oh, so part, I, the, well, Disney did hire the two writers from um, Rick and Morty to help out with. Like, oh, wow. The weird time oh. travel shit. Like, cause Rick and Morty yeah, deals yeah. with all sorts of that. That's like all it is. That's multiple, the whole point of that like, show. Yeah. It's crazy shit. So they've Fucking hired those. The feature. Yeah. Some of those That's writers what... to like write in on this to kind of help explain and make sense of all this kind of shit. That's, so Brandon can I did look appreciate up that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I did appreciate that about the show is that like they did things on like a bigger scale and it made you realize like 
how insignificant some of the events of the other movies were like you know well it even... downplays like infinity war i think well yeah i mean they say it, the it infinity away... stones they're just fucking paperweights you know which yeah, I, I, know. I liked like, that it's weird i liked that because you know because there's so much more out there i mean dave was talk- i mean this isn't even like the biggest scale yet there's like fucking uh eternity and shit beyond that which is just insane like it's not, it's not even the top uh, of the it's ladder. Be yet. Interesting. I mean, I'm excited. I'll tell you that. Like, what's funny? Because like some shows, like Game of Thrones, had a fantastic start. Was killing it season after season after season, and then it kind of just ended, kind of like a fart in the wind. It's like, oh, that sucked, you know. And some like Westworld kind of lost its tracking, and they kind of start off kind of cool. Like some shows, like Walking Dead. I can't believe that's still on. I haven't watched it in forever, but like. They just go and they end poorly. And you gotta it's know, funny, even you gotta know when season, to end it. It's only six. Yeah, but, and this is six episodes. But again, like I think Disney just bought like the smartest people right now. So mm-hmm. kudos to them. But like, even though I had issues with the middle piece of this show, it started off really cool, fell flat for me in the middle, and then it delivers at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, what else can you really ask for? I yeah. guess it's like a good ending. You know, it's hard because a lot of shows, they don't give you the ending that you wanted lost, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, at this, this point, this ended well. At this point, I feel good about where the MCU is going, especially with these new shows. Like, um, have it, you seen WandaVision? Had, yeah, I saw I saw WandaVision. I really liked it. Okay, WandaVision was fantastic. Was yeah, I like I like that they I mean obviously they've they've been planning the fucking mcu out for years but like they started like on the small scale and then it just gets bigger and bigger like Who with the cosmic seen? stuff i know you i know? can't believe it they just, pulled it off it keeps growing and growing and it's fun encompasses more stuff like different universes timelines you know it all starts out on earth and then it just expands outward and it's you know it's really interesting if you look at them from yeah. like the the first three marvel phases like like you said, the first the first phase is just like introducing the characters so you have characters to yep. care about. The second phase is getting them Crossovers. together and you start, you know, merging yep. things. And then by the time you get to the third phase, it's like that's where the big battle and everything pays off. And you can yep. already see it starting out with like WandaVision and Vision. They're kind of starting their West Coast Avengers kind of thing. So then you got Falcon mm-hmm. and Winter Soldier. You're going to have, I don't know, if Loki. Is Loki going to be like nick fury running around time and galaxies trying to put together his own team to beat kang the conqueror because he knows what's yeah. going on like is he going to be the one that's like flying around the universe trying to put shit together but i mean i'm excited next for have, season two of this show well not, i mean 2021 it says it's coming out this year you have the first season of what if which is a comic book series yeah. of just like but just like crazy I, weird shit like what if the Punisher killed Spider-Man. What if, you know, yeah. oh, I love, Silver I love Surfer stuff. had the Infinity Gauntlet, like all sorts of crazy weird shit. So that's going to be part of the multiverse branches just poking out of the, the sacred timeline or whatever. Dave, oh. correct me if I'm wrong, though, since since the very beginning with Iron Man one, the Disney acquired Fox after that, correct? Yeah, that was and just yeah. kind of Fox, that's kind that of was recent. recent. Fox a couple has years X-Men. ago. Yeah, and Fox has X Men. Yes. Yeah, they've yet to and, introduce. So and, and Fantastic has already been quoted saying, "Yeah, he's already said that. Like, yeah, I, I, how could I turn this down? I know he said it was done, but like, 
I've been, t- you know, like it's already been in talks. Like he's he is doing Wolverine. it. Like, he's going to make an appearance. Yeah, he I, is. Yeah, so Wolverine's coming back. That's part of the thing so you can X-Men, do. Oh man, insane! Thing you can do so with crazy. the multiverses, and you've kind of already seen hints of it with Spider-Man. Is like you can explain any recasting of any character with just saying that right. they were. Yeah, variant. I know. That's the best part. So it's just like that's, exactly that's the very. <laughs> you can just start dumping actors left <laughs> and right, and just be like, "Yeah, there's three fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, big whoop. Want to fight about it? Bring back, bring back right. Tobey Maguire. Happen. Yeah, so they all be around. Rumor. But I mean, coming up now, next is, I mean, there's a Miss Marvel, I think. Is that the, yeah, that's like the girl from the Marvel uh, Xbox game. Yep. Or Marvel, Kamala, I should say. Kamala Khan. Yeah. So, and she was a cool character. Okay, She's yeah. got the hands that get real big and she can get giant. So, she's oh, going to yeah. be in there. There's upcoming Hawkeye, Moon Knight, She-Hulk. And then yeah, I'm assuming it's going to get into movies. the... Moon Knight. Damn, that's pod. deep. Cut. Yeah, okay. We got Ironheart, what? which is a black girl that's Iron Man. Like, I don't know. I don't know the story there, but. Oh, sweet. You know, okay. There's, there's another I'm Iron Man on the way. I these cool characters. But now that Disney has, you know, all the characters from. I think Kang the Conqueror came over with the Fantastic Four because he's one of the Fantastic Four's main bad guys, technically. And oh. uh, he may be the first person to actually be part of the acquisition too so i'm assuming there's gonna be some solid fantastic four reboot coming up i mean eric we're talking earlier bad. about blade oh blade yeah reboot. that's yeah. right that's hopefully hopefully uh, wesley's still like available request for it well <laughs> i feel bad for uh dc man like they're over here like we did really good with joker yeah that movie was fantastic what else we got Ah oh, man, I don't know. It's oh, I don't know. It's funny because <laughs> like, D- I feel bad. Joker they, they isn't even technically part of like their DC. I know universe. they're only, and it's like their best one that they put out since Christopher Nolan was doing shit. And even Christopher Nolan, I only I only think the first two are good, and then like then you go into those other ones with Batman. It's just tough because the whole Batman stuff is fantastic. They should really figure out what's going on with the DC universe, but they keep, I don't know. It's weird because they get the, um, gun, right? He's doing the guy that did, uh, um, guardians of the galaxy is doing the James new gun. Yep. James Gunn is doing the new, uh, suicide squad, suicide squad. And they just did suicide squad and they fucked it up and they redid it. Then they did like injustice or Ju- justice league or whatever. Did and they redid birds that. of prey that one. Bird- it's just weird. It's just sloppy as fuck. You didn't, it's like, what are you doing, DC? Take a break. Take a breather. <laughs> figure out what makes you cool. I mean, I'm, I, you know, like seriously, you well, have the stuff. They're you just trying awesome to play catch up. They're trying to play catch up with Marvel, and it's just not working. They got to stop being Pepsi and just, you know, like just like yeah, oh, right. we know you're not Coke. Just like, just stop trying Wait to be. The, I was gonna say, thing. Coke's not Pepsi. You mean right? Pepsi, Pepsi is the better. better one. Pepsi's better. Pepsi's, Pepsi's better one. Yeah. Hold on. What do you? How? No, it's Pepsi's not. way Come better on, than Coke. Absolutely. I've already told you this. There. Do you know what the the number one purchased soda is in the world? Well, I'm assuming it's Coca Cola. Do you know what the number two best selling soda in the world? Probably is? Diet Coca Cola. Diet Coke. <laughs> Pepsi can't even beat Pepsi, the Diet. Uh, Pepsi, Pepsi is, is more. Pepsi is more crisp, refreshing. Coke is yes. syrupy, and 
it gets you know it gets all the nasty Absolutely. spit in your mouth. Dave and I are on the same page here because it's because all those shitty uh, fountain drink machines always have fucking coke and it's that's like yeah. the standard like cheap shit you buy. You I'll want, give you that cherry Pepsi is better than cherry coke. But I, I love I'm, cherry Pepsi. I could go either way <laughs> on that one. <laughs> all right i think i think at this point if we're talking we're, about fucking coca pitch i think we're done is there anything else you guys listen, want to say overall about? overall i uh i liked it i'll give it a thumbs up like i said like i said it, it was a roller coaster it started on a high dipped a little bit and then i think right at the end there it kind of shot back up for me on a, and it ended on a high note which I'm, I'm really excited about and i think I think I really I hope they keep making uh, these Disney plus Marvel TV shows. I think it works a lot better in this like six episode format than like trying to cram all the shit into a movie. Um, I, I I like the uh, this format that they're going with. Yeah, I, re- I, re- I repeat everything you said, Eric. Go ahead, Dave. I just repeat what Eric said. Uh, I re- I think all those things. But then one more little tidbit here. Well, uh, cherry on top. Nuggies. That uh, Jonathan Majors, the car- the guy that played Kang the Conqueror. Conqueror, yeah. Uh, he is signed up to play a major role in the next Ant-Man movie. So let's No, he's just... the villain. I, yeah. I went on YouTube yeah, and watched be a, a variant, recaps. A variant of. Yeah. There, variant there will of. be. That. That's probably okay. where we will see him next popping up in some sort of. In the quantum I'm excited. Verse. I, I liked, don't even know I thought he was cool. Verse. Yeah, he's charming. I really liked that character. I really liked, yeah, I really liked the acting. I thought he was a cool character. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for I'm it. Can't wait to see him, him as like a real bad guy. I want to see him nasty. Oh yeah, definitely. Because like you get like a hint of that. Like I mean, he puts on this nice guy like facade, but at the very end, you get like a hint of it. Like you know, when he's telling them how serious this shit is, um, and like we're all villains here, you know, and you, I feel like you can see. Like behind, you can definitely see behind his eyes that there uh, some some villainy stuff in there. So I'm excited to see him in a in a more villainous role. And we're back, and we have a game, and. Who's hosting this? Dave? Nope, or, no, me. Eric. Eric, you're hosting this. Yeah, it's a two truths and a lie. How exciting. Pretty uh, self-explanatory and... on the rules. Um, yeah. Re- I'll read two truths and one lie for each round, and you guys have to guess which one is the lie. Um, so each correct answer, you get one point, and whoever has most points at the end wins. I'll have to, if we tie again like last week, I'll have to try to come up with a tiebreaker, but... There's five of them, so let's not hope. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, if you say that, that means it's going to happen. Probably. Or we're going to end up with, like, zero on all of them. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, yeah, let's get into Who it. Who goes first? Each, uh, we'll do the number thing. Uh, I think, uh, Dave, what, what number am I thinking of? Three. Brandon? Four. All right, Dave goes first. It was two. Ding, ding, ding. Um, all right. So each of these rounds, I tried to do like a little theme. Um, so the first round, the theme is p- the PlayStation 2, a fantastic console. Mm. Um, all right. So here we go. I will read each one of these out. And yeah, 
Dave, Dave will go first with the uh, guessing. All right. Number one, the design of the PlayStation 2 is based on an old Atari computer, the Falcon 030 <laughs> Microbox. Apparently, Sony bought the design patent when Atari was going bankrupt. Uh, that was number one. Number two, the PlayStation 2 was the first video game console with online gaming capabilities. Uh, number three. Dan Holmes, a 29-year-old man from Oxfordshire, was so obsessed with his PlayStation 2 that he decided to change his name to PlayStation 2. <laughs> Which one of those uh, is the no- lie? Number two is the lie. All right. Brandon? <clears throat> yeah, two, definitely. Both going with two? Yes. All right, you guys are you guys are sharp on this one. That is the lie. The Dreamcast was actually the yes. first video game console with Sega Dreamcast capabilities. I knew it was Sega, but I thought it was a Genesis because Genesis always had like those um, like the TV thing you could download games and play games or something like that through the online service on a Genesis. Really? I didn't fucking I don't know that. Yeah, my buddy I actually had it in the nineties. Um, he had it, and every month it would. Just new games, different games. That's cool. Would be available. <clears throat> the Intellivision, yeah, but it's through the like phone that. line. Yeah, I don't think it's a, that. You, but whatever. But yeah, that's cool. I I knew Sega. Yeah, it's gonna be the answer. Dreamcast. All right, that first one was cool. That was the yeah, easy one. Yeah. PlayStation Two came out after, and then completely crushed the Dreamcast, and then. Yep. Sega went home. Okay. Sega was pumping out console after console and then like extension for each console each time. Like the Genesis had like 32, th- had CD ROM and had all these things. Yep, Sega C. Yep. Yeah, this is ridiculous. All right. Uh, they did it to himself. Good job, boys. Good job. Both of you got one point on that one. So one to one. All right. Number two, the theme is the classic N64 game Goldeneye 007. There's a lot of oh, fun I facts got this. about this game. I got this. You, all right, here we go. Um, all right, so is it Brandon will go first this time, guessing since Dave did last time. All right, number one, developers initially planned to let players reload weapons by unplugging and reinserting the rumble pack on the game controller. And this is all for Goldeneye. Remember that. Uh, Goldeneye only had nine developers on the team, and eight of them had never worked on video games before. Um, and the entire GoldenEye game on the N64 is only two megabytes. Which oh, one shit. is the lie? These are tough. So I was a PC gamer when this thing came out. Uh, I wasn't on, on Nintendo 64, so I don't know that much about it, but those were all interesting. Um I want to say that I'm, real, real quick. What was the first one? Uh, developers initially planned to let players reload weapons by unplugging and reinserting the rumble pack on the game controller. <laughs> How annoying would that be if they actually did that? Right. Just I, drive me. Just, <coughs> every yeah, time you got to reload, you reload a lot in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I could see like somebody saying that in the meeting and then they do it. And then the next meeting, they're like, that was a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would hope that that I was just a cool idea, option, but... but not the only option, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll go with uh, number number um, number one. Number one is the lie you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you give me a quick two and three again? Okay. You uh, said so the Rumble Pack. Um, Goldeneye was only develop only had nine developers, and eight of them had never worked on video games before. Mm-hmm. The entire Goldeneye game is only two megabytes. 
Man, that two megabytes is kind of bugging me. Because it's a cartridge. Like, a cartridge should have plenty. And it was Nintendo 64. I'm going with three. All right. Final answers? Final answer, three. Oh, yeah. All right. Look at your logic there, Dave. Dave is correct. Um, Mm. Yeah. So, it was actually only 12 megabytes, not two. So, it was a bit bigger, but it was still really small. Only a 12 megabyte game. Yeah, that's now that I think about it, Dave, that is so obvious. Good, good makes, catch. A, makes sense, yeah. I was trying to think of like how much is a <clears throat> shitty wave file with like low audio sampling on it. And I don't know. Is there audio? Still in there? I've only though. played the multiplayer. Yeah, I've never, oh, yeah. Is there mul- I like, mean, there's like the MIDI, like the MIDI yeah. music and sound effects. They got music. The golden classic golden eye James Bond music. Oh, yeah. Every right. time you die. <laughs> <laughs> Dur- yeah, that's that's great. I love Goldeneye. Um, all right, number three. So Dave has two to Brandon's one. So Dave's Ooh. in the lead right now. This game's easy. Number three. Number three Ooh. is a, a... The theme is a game we all know and love. A little game called Skyrim. I like Whoa. bringing this one back. So a couple of fun facts here. Um, it's... Well, it's not about food, Brandon, so don't get worried. Um, That's a little callback to one of our earlier episodes. Jesus. (laughs) All right. So number one, uh, inside the Quicksilver mine located at Dawnstar, a Vault Boy bobblehead can be found on a table near the back of the mine. Number two, Dovahkiin Tom Kellermeyer, born on 11-11-11, will receive free Bethesda games for the rest of his life. Um, Number three. (laughs) In Bleak Coast, Co- Bleak Coast Cave, you will find a frost troll. Once you have find, found the frost troll, nearby will be a skeleton hanging upside down from the ceiling with a sword on the ground. This is a reference to Empire Strikes Back, where Luke finds himself trapped by a wampa in a cave and uses a force to reach for his lightsaber. So which one of those is the lie? Oh, I'm going first. And uh, I'm going to say number one. Remember that as being the no. most dishonest. <clears throat> yeah, with the Fallout thing, I was gonna go with number one as well. I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would let you do that. Cross mode like that. Yep. I mean, they were both Bethesda Game Studios games. You know, yeah. they could they could have Easter eggs in there, but you are both correct that it was the lie. Uh, um, the true. Yeah, I remember the second one. I've heard yeah, that one before. That one, the third one, just like, that sounds, that sounds, sounds very Bethesda-y. like a little reference. Yeah. I remember exploring the top right corner of that map a lot. I was like, what is out here in the... I, I remember doing that, and I think I saw that. I think I came across that Easter egg. So on that uh, table in the, the Quicksilver mine, it's just a sweet roll. It's not a Vault Boy bobblehead. Mm, <laughs> trying to, trying to suck roll. me in with some sort of Fallout trickery i was i thought you might fall for that one but you guys are you guys got it that's so that's two to two to three uh, dave's still in the lead um this next one is appropriate for our theme of the episode um it's marvel themed so a little divergent from video games here um so brandon's going first on this one number one black panther was the first black superhero with his own comic 
Number two, during the early 90s, Michael Jackson tried to buy Marvel Comics. The reason was he wanted to star in his own as Spider-Man in his version of the movie. Um, number three, when the Hulk was first introduced in the comics, he was green skinned due to a printing error with the four color printing process. Uh, number one is the lie. Number one's the lie. Dave? Uh, what was number one? Black Panther? Black Panther was the first black superhero with his own comic. Uh, number two was the Michael Jackson thing. Michael that Jackson, seems- yeah. That seems odd because '90s. I think Marvel was. I hope they weren't killing it in the '90s, but I think they were doing well in the '90s. I'm not sure. Black Panther was the first. Whatever. I'll say number two. I'm gonna say Michael Jackson did not try and buy Marvel. All right. Final answers. Okay. Uh, this is interesting. Brandon is correct. Um, Black Panther was not the first black superhero. That was actually Luke Cage. Oh, really? Yeah, that sounds right. Yep, in 1972, Luke Cage was the first black superhero with his own comic. I thought Black Panther was older than that. I just know that, that, like, but but Marvel sold Spider-Man to Sony in, like, what, 1990? Something like that, right? Yeah, it was around there, yep. Yeah, and then, like, Michael Jackson was, he bought, like, the Beatles. Like, he was buying stuff like crazy. He was just, he was so loaded, I could see him doing something like that. (laughs) Trying to buy Marvel so he could make his own Spider-Man movie. I mean, sure, I guess. All right, it's uh, three to three, so you guys are neck neck and neck, so this last one is... Let's let's tie, let's have a tie. All right, so all right, Dave's going first on this one. I think the theme for this uh, round is Halo. Oh no! It's <laughs> be interesting. Oh, whatever. You just got like uh, I don't know uh, Marvel and uh, GoldenEye, and I've I've only played GoldenEye like once in my life. <laughs> oh, it's a all life. Right. All right, let's do some Halo. Ready? Okay. Number one. Halo was originally conceived as a real-time strategy game. Gamers would still control Spartan units, but not as a first-person shooter. Uh, Number two, Halo 2 had 14,000 lines of dialogue, but Halo 3 had over 50,000 lines of dialogue. Uh, Number three, in the three years it took to develop Halo 3... Bungie Studio employees consumed more than 20,000 pounds of pizza, 24,000 <laughs> gallons of soda, and more than 1,000 pounds of bananas. Sweet baby Jesus. Hmm. Uh, who goes first in this? I do. I think it's Dave. Uh, these are really, these are fun. Uh, I love these. This is good job. <laughs> I'm going to go with number two. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'm going with number two as well. I, I don't think yeah. there were that many in the first one. <clears throat> or was it Halo? Well, 2, it was ha- Halo Two had fourteen thousand lines of dialogue. Halo, and, but the third had over fifty thousand. Yeah, that didn't sound right. Both. Go- mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Both, I'm with you, Dave. Both yeah. with that one. Mm-hmm. All right, locking it in. Well, let's, fuck you guys because you both tie. got it right. So now yes. I have to come up with a tiebreaker. <laughs> Yes. So I I knew one so and easy. three. I just knew those. So knew, uh, one. I remember what the game was gonna be. It was gonna come out on Mac, 
It was going to come out on a Mac. It was going to be an Apple game. It's funny because they Ew. ended up making Halo. They ended up making Halo Wars later, which was an RTS. So yeah. it's interesting that they went back. Yeah, to that. and I What's remember the, the Halo Two and Three. I bought, uh, got the. I always got collector's edition with the Halo games, and uh, I remember the bet behind the scenes with Two and Three, and I remember that story, <laughs> all the kids that were born and all the food that they ate and shit. So, <laughs> so yeah. For number two, Halo Two did have over had fourteen thousand lines of dialogue. But Halo 3 only had 39,000, not 50,000. So it was Ooh, close. Excuse me. So it, it, uh, the f- fact, There's still a lot. The fact there was like with each game, it increased the Im- lines, amount of lines of dialogue, which was interesting. Um, makes you want to be like a voice actor. Yeah, well, yeah but, right. But that's always tells that for all their games. This one's got. 60,000 and everyone's yeah I think I read for Sky five actors 60,000 lines I think Skyrim was around 60,000 when I was looking up Skyrim facts I want to say I saw that um so that was and four voice actors did those 60,000 lines oh yeah they did all the yep exactly (laughs) um all right so should I do you want to end it on a tie or should I try to come up with a tiebreaker just do a why don't you do a percentage uh, how many players Pick a, pick a random game on that. How many people are playing? Like player count. Oh, that website that I found. Good job. Just yeah, pick a random game. Good thinking. I, you know, I don't know. I know I picked some of the main ones. Like I picked like Warzone and Halo and I Fortnite. But there's a lot of random oh, games. What is this? I don't trickery? even know. <clears throat> if you go to that website, uh, well, I can't. There's a website. Well, Eric can. Um, it's like a player count, and it just it has like all these. Uh, has a list of popular games. And it shows how many people are playing right now in that game across. So not just all the PC, games there, consoles too. Everything. All right. Apparently everything. How all right. do you know? I don't how how do they know that? I just. It's just like <laughs> it's just a tracker, a game tracker. Um, it's like a bot type deal. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll pick a random game from this, and whoever's closer on it gets the uh gets the tiebreaker oh, here. Um, okay. so let's see. Uh. Let's pick a let's pick an interesting one here, um, one that won't be super obvious. Uh, let's go. So this is like how often does this refresh? Is it like how many people? Every are so, right I mean, every time you re- are playing Hypnosis yeah, Outlaw, right at the well, it's it's not for every single game. It's all, this list only has like fifty games right now, but they're like they keep adding more, so they're only like the most popular games, like Fortnite, Warzone, all that yep. good stuff. Um, so let's see, uh, speaking of Warzone, why not? Let's just do Warzone. Mm, I think I know that number. I have no idea what this is going to be. <clears throat> okay. I'll pick yeah, a different it's like one. It's like 200 some thousand, right? 200 some thousand. I'll pick a different one. Uh, uh, how about Sea of Thieves? Let's do this one. Oh, okay. That's cool. No, I don't know that one. All right. So I have no Thieves. idea what that is going to be. All right. <clears throat> what was, right, what let's was put called? a number up. Warzone yeah, where's closer like on this one? Two hundred. That's gotta be like. You gotta remember, they just came out with that uh, new DLC for Sea of Thieves with uh, Johnny or whatever fucking Cap Jack Sparrow. Yeah, they got they they've been updating it. We know it's that is yeah, yep. it's, oh it's been out. Yeah, and um, I know they got uh yeah they got the Sea of Thieves going on. I'm sorry, they got the updates going on, and it's just grown in popularity on twitch right oh it's yeah just highly streamable game 
Ah, uh, I mean, right, I got it. I wrote mine down. You wrote it down. Just, yeah. just tell us. Just because it's a, it's like a game show. You got to write it down. So then that way, I don't want to, I don't want to sway you. I want you to write. Well, you go first. All right. My choice is. Show the camera. One hundred and thirty-five thousand. All right. Brandon. Oh, wow. Brandon, it's all on you. Oh, that's impressive. I I wasn't that high. I I was gonna say fifty thousand. Locking them in. Sure. <laughs> okay. Believe it or not, the current player count on Sea of Thieves right now, two hundred thirty-four thousand three hundred fifty-four <laughs> players online. Wow. Good for them. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a that's impressive. It's a lot of seamen. I mean, seriously, that's on par with Warzone. <laughs> That's insane because not many people are talking about Sea of Thieves. I feel like, dude, I maybe well, that reminded me of the Jack Sparrow thing came out. That's kind of why I was a little, at least. Yeah, that that uh, the what's it called? The that's impressive. It's, it's called a pirate Sea of Thieves, a pirate's life. Yeah, I've there's been a lot of buzz around that. Um, apparently, it's pretty damn good. So we should check that we'll out. Do it well, let's give it a stream. Well, I gladly lose. I'm I'm happy that not only Xbox has an exclusive that's doing well but that rare i don't know it's just rare like missed opportunity developer you know like i feel like xbox or i'm sorry microsoft hasn't really given us what rare should be giving us and sea of thieves has so far been the best so far right <clears throat> i mean i guess Battletoads. speaking of speaking of golden eye <laughs> let's uh or speaking of Rare, you know, GoldenEye, let's get the GoldenEye license back to Rare. They can make a GoldenEye sequel, remake. It's like, they, see that I thought Unreal they were trying to do that. They, there's already been a bunch of like GoldenEye uh, fan remakes. They remade uh, the entire game, like all the maps in GoldenEye, in the Far Cry 5 level editor. Oh, which that would be badass. Insane. Like, yeah, someone put a ton of work into that. Uh, so that was really cool. That's kind of shitty. They closed that down too. I think the Far Cry Five arcade is no more. But they did have a is it gone? Sweet ass level editor in that. Oh man. Huh. Yeah, that was fun. Nice. Cool. Right, well, I know that Rare also has that really cool game that they debuted, like a random trailer for. So they got something else yes. coming up. What's that fantasy? Called? I know what you're talking about. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, but it, it looked cool. Uh, I mean, Psychonauts. Sea Thieves is stunning. No, 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 no. That's no, no, no. double fine. Um, no, it's another game. Everwild. It's, like it's called Everwild. Everwild. Yeah, it's like this. I don't know, like Alice in Wonderland. It looks really it looks cool. cool. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Just well, give us yeah. like good combat, and we'll be. F- I'll I'll play in your world more. You know, just give me something a little bit deeper. And yes, I got delayed Great though. Developer, I heard that they uh the new creative director on, and they kind of rebooted it, but it looks kind of cool. Well, congrats, Dave. Oh, uh, Eric, do you want to <laughs> <Eric, laughs> do you want to plug in some social activities? I will plug in my social activities. Um, been uh, active on Twitter, trying to get the uh, engagement up with everybody. And uh, let's see, I posted something saying that we were going to record uh, our episode on the first season of Loki, and to let us know your thoughts. Um, and guess who chimed in? Our good friend. Oh. <laughs> Jacob Iveson. Uh yep. always chiming in on our tweets. I love it. Uh thank you, Jake, for listening and being so engaged with the podcast and everything. We really appreciate it. 
Um, but yeah, he said he said that he loved it uh, without saying too much for spoiler reasons. It really set up some of the future Marvel possibilities. And then he adds Marvel Studios and says Marvel Studios can literally do anything now and have an extremely good reason as to why. Which I mean, I agree with. Like, yeah. They have so many different properties that they can work with, and they already are. Dave just listed off all the upcoming stuff for phase four and mm-hmm. like there's they just have a ton of stuff right now, which I mean, I could see Marvel fatigue setting in a little bit if you know, if they start cranking all this stuff out. But I mean, I I came out of Loki pretty positive overall and it makes me want to go back and watch Falcon and Winter Soldier because I miss that. So um, I don't know. Marvel's killing it for now. Yeah, I think uh, it. Uh, yeah, no, I think I, I think they've done a fantastic job, and I am excited. So I totally agree with what he said. It's what else could you ask for? You know, with a massive, massive universe, well, multiverse now, but just like um, franchise and the fatigue. Whatever people say that about Star Wars, but like Star Wars is like not even an, a third of what Marvel has been putting out. I think. Just don't watch it. I want more Star oh, well, now, Wars TV But people shows. are like, you can't do Star Wars too much. It's too much. And like, and then Mandalorian came out and it was like, shut up. So, yeah. You know, like, come on. <laughs> yep. Just, you just got to trust the right people. And Disney, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got to give them credit, man. Like, they, they, they fumbled with Star Wars. I know. But with the people they've got today... With these franchises, like today, I can't. You, you gotta be so confident with going into more of the the like, phase four of Marvel and the Star Wars now. Now, like you might not have liked the Ray story of the last trilogy, but who's not excited <laughs> with the Mandalorian and where the Star Wars is going? So that's it. That was my. Can right, yeah, I, I can't too. wait to talk about those shows, dude. Oh there's, yeah, there's yes, Ah, <laughs> oh, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'll finish uh, plugging our social stuff here. Uh, thanks again, Jake, for always writing in. Um, so yeah, you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter. Um, we'll eventually get this Facebook group up and running. If Brandon ever gets me art for the uh, Facebook group, we can uh, start. Oh, that's what's holding you back. Oh, my bad. Okay, I'm going away this weekend. I'll bring my tablet. Maybe I'll draw something. No, it's fine. Uh, Instagram. We do have an Instagram. I think I've only posted once on there. I mainly focus on Twitter, but um, if we we can get the in- engagement up there too. Uh, another thing we could plug. Dave mentioned it earlier. Is the Twitch stuff. We start. Dave started up a Twitch channel. Uh, Nomads of Fantasy. So. Give us a follow there. Um, I will probably start trying to stream a little bit more often. I, I'm looking at like capture cards so I can you know start streaming some, either some Switch stuff or some PlayStation stuff. Um, I mean I I don't know shit about streaming, but I would love to get into it and just learn a little bit more about it. I think I think it would be fun uh, if we all did a, a group stream sometime. Um, just topping online, playing something, streaming it out. Uh, I need my so Dark Alliance fix. I need my Dark Alliance buddies back. <laughs> I'll play more of that. That would be, that would be fun. I would, I would definitely play that. Um, another thing that I don't say very often, but I think it it really would help us out is if you you know gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and all that stuff helps us get discovered. 
Um, leave, you know, your five star ratings if you love us. Even if you don't love us, you know, be honest. Uh, we want to hear your feedback. Um, send us an email, uh, nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. And that's about it. Thanks, Eric. Uh, Dave, do you got anything you want to say? Mm, watch more movies, play more games. I don't know. Summer's ending. Always. It's that time of year. Nothing wrong with staying inside sometimes. <laughs> well, I don't know. All right. Well, I have nothing. <laughs> I have, well, I have nothing to like look forward to. I don't know what TV shows or movies are coming out. Um, so I think I'm going to be gaming a lot. So, um, yeah, just it's probably the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since the indie thing kind of episode, like I've just fallen in love with indies all over again, and I got this l- new list. So, <laughs> oh boy, I guess that's a good problem to have, right? All these awesome games to play. Yeah, I'm always looking for new indies. Um, yeah, they're sometimes they're refreshing, you know, coming off like a big AAA game, just pop in an indie and i love that you can just sit down and either you know beat one in one sitting or uh, a couple sittings like with carry on i finish like half the game in one sitting and go back to it a couple more times and i'll be done so yeah yeah uh i like those shorter experiences i uh oh real quick before we end i i bought the uh uh what is it nick drake collection um there's nathan drake sorry nathan drake Nate Drake. Nathan yeah. Drake yeah. Nick Drake. Yeah. His brother Nick. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Drake collection. I've only played Uncharted 4 and I thought it was amazing. And I've only heard good things about 1, 2, and 3. And I love Indiana Jones movies. So uh, I got it for like eight, Dude, yeah. seven bucks, eight Fuck bucks. Yeah. Those, are, those are a fucking trip. Those I, are good. Yep. I, I Dude, you got to play. Also, you have to play Uncharted Lost Legacy. I know. Spin-off. I want to. Like, that one is so it's like on par. It's a shorter yep. game because I mean it's a spinoff, but it's on par with like Uncharted Four uh, as far as like vi- visuals, gameplay. Okay, and it's you get a little bit more open area type thing. It's a little bit different, but I I recommend that one. Okay, for sure. No, I will. All those games, I love all those games. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks for reminding me that about that one. I forgot about that. Okay, well, yeah, I'll, I'll check those out, and then if I have feedback, uh, I will put it out there in the show. But other than that great episode uh super excited and we'll talk next time so see you guys peace out see ya see ya